Welcome, everyone. Here we are again, gathered around and listening to my podcast, Love God and Your Neighbor. I am extremely grateful that you're here. Wherever you are in the world and whatever you might be doing as you listen today, I give thanks for you, for your unique beauty created in God's image, and for the love that you have for our Savior that brings you here today. We may be separated by this little thing called a pandemic, but we are united in our common love for Christ and in our membership in the one body of Christ. In this body, we are never alone, and praise God for that. Now, it's no secret that this year, 2020, has been a terrible time in so many ways for almost everyone. We have been isolated. We have experienced illness, fear, grief, and so much loss. And in the last week alone, I personally have lost two precious people in my life. And the worst part was I was not able to see either of them before they passed away. And that's because of this blasted virus. But even in the midst of all of that, I would like to lift up one family here in Anniston that needs our prayers desperately right now. Kyle Bryan is the associate pastor at First United Methodist Church of Anniston, and he and his family were in a car accident this week. Tragically, their youngest child, Lucy, broke her neck and she passed away soon after. This terrible event touches so many hearts in our community, and so I now would like to honor a moment of silence in memory of Lucy Bryan. May God bless the Bryan family in their hour of need. Let us go to God in silence and prayer. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Amen. Now, before we move on to our worship service, I would like to invite you to think about all that God has done for us, even in the midst of these great tragedies this year. God has blessed us with the technology to stay connected even when we can't be together. God has blessed us with the food we eat, the shelter we sleep under, and the clothes we wear. God has blessed us with the love of His Son, Jesus Christ, and stays with us every moment, even when our people can't. These blessings are given freely, and they can't be repaid, even if we wanted to. But there are many ways to show your love and gratitude to God. One is to worship with hearts filled with praise, however you feel called to do so. And another is to offer tithes to God through the church. Whether you give to us or to another church, God receives your gifts as a sign of your love and trust. So if you feel so moved, please consider giving to God through us. You can either go to our webpage, www.fccanniston.org, scroll down to the bottom of the page, and click the Donate Now button. Please donate through PayPal as that's the only functioning donation option. Otherwise, you can donate by sending a check to First Christian Church to 1327 Layton Avenue, Anniston, Alabama, 36207. And now, I invite you to gather your elements for communion 
Go get bread or crackers, juice or wine. And I invite you to light a candle. Let us welcome in the light of Christ as we come to the Lord with adoration and love. Please feel free to pause this recording while you go and get what you need. Now, all of our hymns can be found in your Friday Reminders email. If you don't currently get that email, contact us on our website and ask us to add you to our list. And now, let us sing our first two hymns of praise. Shout to the Lord, and Lord, I lift your name on high. Nothing compared to the promise I have. Oh, 
Scripture comes from the book of Romans, chapter 14, verses 1 through 12. The Apostle Paul says, Welcome those who are weak in faith, but not for the purpose of quarreling over opinions. Some believe in eating anything, while the weak eat only vegetables. Those who eat must not despise those who abstain, and those who abstain must not pass judgment on those who eat. For God has welcomed them. Who are you to pass judgment on servants of another? It is before their own Lord that they stand or fall, and they will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make them stand. Some judge one day to be better than another, while others judge all days to be alike. Let all be fully convinced in their own minds. Those who observe the day, observe it in honor of the Lord. Also those who eat, eat in honor of the Lord, since they give thanks to God, while those who abstain, abstain in honor of the Lord, and give thanks to God. We do not live to ourselves, and we do not die to ourselves. If we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So then whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For to this end Christ died and lived again so that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. Why do you pass judgment on your brother or sister? Or you, why do you despise your brother or sister? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall give praise to God. So then each of us will be accountable to God. The word of God for the people of God. 
Thanks be to God. Please pray with me. Gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Well, we Christians can do things very differently from one another, can't we? We worship differently, we believe differently, we even behave differently. Seventh-day Adventists worship on Saturday because they believe that is the true Sabbath. Most of the rest of us worship on Sundays because we believe that is the Sabbath. The Church of Christ will not play instruments in the sanctuary. They only sing a cappella. Some congregations prefer praise and worship music performed by a full band, while others like, like traditional hymns led by a choir and an organist. The Catholics, the Episcopalians, the Disciples of Christ, and a few other denominations celebrate the Eucharist, or as we call it, they we take communion, every week, if not more. But the Baptists, the Methodists, and others take it once a month or even quarterly. The Catholics, the Lutherans, and the Episcopalians baptize infants, but we and the Baptists baptize older folks. And in baptism, some get sprinkled and some get dunked. Some Christians choose to practice their faith by not eating animals, while others see no problem with it. The same goes for drinking alcohol. And some Christians believe that it's wrong to dance, while others see dancing as a way to praise the Lord and celebrate life. There are so many differences in the way we worship God. So which one of us is right? Well, what would you think if I said... We all are. What if I said it doesn't matter what we do or how we do it? And Paul says it doesn't matter one bit because it's all done to the glory of God and it's all done in the name of Jesus the Christ. And if something is being done to glorify God, then who are we to judge? Our scripture today begins with these words. Welcome those who are weak in faith, but not for the purpose of quarreling over opinions. Some believe in eating anything, while the weak eat only vegetables. Those who eat must not despise those who abstain, and those who abstain must not pass judgment on those who eat. For God has welcomed them. Who are you to pass judgment on servants of another? It is before their own Lord that they stand or fall, and they will be upheld for the Lord is able to make them stand. I think this concept of that in that section 
is in particularly fascinating to me. It says, who are you to pass judgment on servants of another? Now, I don't know many people who have servants anymore. Do you? But many of us do know people in a variety of serving or helping capacities, right? I mean, we hire landscapers and babysitters and housekeepers and personal assistants. There are also common jobs in many businesses like secretaries or security or maintenance staff. And then, of course, there's the people we call servers. Those are the um, waiters and waitresses or the steward stewardesses and, and, and all of them on the airplanes. And no one with any sense walks into someone else's home or business and tells their employees that they're doing their job wrong, do they? Because we assume that there is an understanding between the employee and the employer and that they've agreed between themselves how things are going to be done, right? And Paul is saying there is no difference between that scenario and the relationships between Christians and God. We are all God's servants after all. And the way that we serve the Lord is part of our personal covenant with God. It is no one's business but God's to correct us in that service. And it is not any of our business to correct anyone else. This is the basic understanding that formed the movement now known as the Christian Church Disciples of Christ. The founders of the movement, Thomas and Alexander Campbell and Barton W. Stone and others, they held a strong belief that if we are worshiping God in the name of Jesus Christ, then we are all one in Christ. They didn't start out to create a denomination. What they really wanted to do was to do their part to create unity among all the denominations, to accept and even honor our differences as we all worship the same God. The Christian Church Disciples of Christ still holds on to that belief. After all, our identity statement is this. We are Disciples of Christ, a movement for wholeness in a fragmented world. As part of the one body of Christ, we welcome all to the Lord's table as God has welcomed us. And still, we all need to hear this message on the regular, don't we? Even disciples who claim unity is our thing. So what is it about human nature that desperately clings to the desire to make everyone conform to their way of doing things? So many people think that if you don't do it my way, then it is wrong. Obviously, that's how people were in the early church, and that's how we still are today. And we need to keep being reminded over and over that as long as we are all worshiping, praising, and serving the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ, then God welcomes our praise however we do it. When I was in seminary at Candler School of Theology, we had chapel services every Tuesday and Thursday. Once a week, the service included communion, and once a week, the service did not. And different student groups got to plan and lead those chapel services. Sometimes the Methodists led them. Well, let's be honest. Lots of times the Methodists led them because it was, after all, a Methodist school. Sometimes the Baptists would lead. Other times it was the AME or the AME Zion students, the Episcopal students, the Presbyterian students, the Disciple students, the Korean students, the African students, and so on and so forth. We all took turns. 
And that gave us an unbelievably unique opportunity to immerse ourselves into the diverse richness of Christian worship that exists in our world. But you know something? Most of my friends would attend or avoid chapel services depending on who was leading the service. That's right. Some of the white students avoided services led by black students and some of the black students avoided services led by white students. Methodist students avoided services led by Baptist students and Baptist students avoided services led by Episcopal students and so on and so forth. I don't even think that they were aware that they were avoiding specific groups. It was just a natural desire to avoid worship experiences that were too different from what they were used to. We just like things the way we like things, which I guess is fine, except to really make sure we stay comfortable, we humans often attempt to regulate and enforce our way of doing things on other people around us. We start to convince ourselves that because I like it, it must be right. And if it's right, then everyone else should do it my way too. But our scripture today tells us that God welcomes all of the different offerings and that if it is done to glorify God, then the worship is beautiful in his sight. So imagine that your way, your way of worshiping was represented by a particular musical instrument. Say your style of worship was represented by, say, an oboe. The sound of an oboe is warm and rich and is so pleasant to listen to, right? And when you worship, the notes played by that oboe echo up into heaven in the most beautiful way. Because maybe that's how God experiences our worship, like gorgeous music played lovingly by us. Well, if your worship style sounds like an oboe, then maybe that group over there sounds like a violin, and that group over there sounds like a cello, and that one like a trumpet or a flute or a timpani drum. And those Catholics over there are the violas, the Presbyterians are the bass, the disciples are the French horns, and the charismatics make up the whole percussion section. If you've ever sat in an amphitheater and listened to a full orchestra play, then you've felt the wave of harmonious sounds wash over you and seep directly into your soul. If it's really good, sometimes it brings you to tears. And as we worship, different instruments come together in one big orchestra. Imagine what that sounds like to God in heaven. So who are we to tell the rest of the orchestra that they all have to start sounding just like our oboe? The cello now has to be an oboe. The drums and the horns and the stringed instruments all have to be oboes because the oboe is beautiful, so it must be the best. And if it's the best, then everyone else should do it just like us? No. We can't take that away from our Lord. We can't, and even if we could, we shouldn't. The combined beauty of all the instruments is what makes God the happiest because they are played together in a harmony of love and adoration. The Apostle Paul said that we do not live to ourselves and we do not die to ourselves. If we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. 
So then whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ died and lived again so that he might be Lord of both the living and the dead. Why do you pass judgment on your brother or sister? Or you, why do you despise your brother or your sister? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God, for it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall give praise to God. So then each of us will be accountable to God. God does not call us to conform in our worship practices. We are not expected to express our love in the same ways. We are just called to love the Lord. That's it. As it was said in Deuteronomy and then repeated by Jesus, we are to love the Lord our God with all our heart and with all our soul and with all our strength. We are not instructed to love the Lord only on Saturdays or only on Sundays. We are not instructed to love the Lord only by singing certain types of music or only bowing our heads in reverence or by only raising our hands in praise. We are told to love the Lord with all of our hearts, with all of our souls, and with all of our strength. God only wishes that all of us will bow before him in reverence and that all of us will speak praises with our tongues. How we do do that is between us and God. And the intensity, sincerity, and reverence behind our worship will be judged by God and God only. We are only accountable to God for our own actions, our own love, our own worship. And so sitting in judgment of how others are doing it simply takes away from our own love and praise for God. So are you an oboe in God's orchestra? Or are you a violin, a viola, a cello, a bass? Are you a flute or a piccolo? A bassoon, a trumpet, a French horn, or a tuba? Are you a drum or a cymbal, a xylophone, or a triangle? Or are you something else entirely, something no one has ever heard of before? Because something beautiful in its love, but are you something beautiful in its love for the Lord our God? Whatever role you play in the orchestra, however you choose to play your part in the universal worship of the Creator, that's between you and God. But you are called to bow down. You are called to praise. You are called to show your love for the Lord your God in a way that is authentic and true to you and your heart. And you're called to praise God all the time with your whole heart and with all the strength you have in your soul. I'm going to attempt to sing for you right now one of my favorite hymns. Most of you have heard it. We've sung it in church a lot. It's called, I Love You, Lord. And to me, it really exemplifies what this scripture is telling us. It goes like this. I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice to worship you, O my soul rejoice. 
is. Take joy, my King, in what you Our worship is as diverse as each human being created by God on this earth. And if we worship sincerely and lovingly, it is beautiful to God's ears, no matter how it sounds to others. Amen. Amen. And now let us raise our voices in praise and let us sing together this next song inspired by the words in our scripture. Let us sing, He is Lord.
Unity is the polar star of the Christian Church Disciples of Christ movement. We are committed to this ideal because we believe it's what God wants from all the followers of Christ. We recognize that we are going to read and interpret the Bible differently. In fact, God may actually speak to us differently through the scriptures, depending on where we are in our lives. But as long as we're all studying the word of God, then we are one. Also, as Christians, we all believe that Jesus is the son of the living God, that he lived and died and was resurrected for the forgiveness of sins. These are the things that make us one body. All of the other differences make up the different parts of that same body of Christ. And that is why we celebrate the Lord's Supper every time we gather in the Christian church. Because we see this table as the place where we can come together as a diverse family of believers to remember and worship the one who makes us one. In the Christian Church Disciples of Christ, we honor the fact that we are all united. And so, as part of the one body of Christ, we welcome all to the Lord's table as God has welcomed us. Come and eat. The table is set for you. On the night when the Lord was betrayed, he took the bread, blessed it, and said, This is my body broken for you. Eat it in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, blessed it, and said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. As often as you drink it, drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink of this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. Let us pray. Lord God in heaven and on earth, we thank you for the unifying love of Jesus the Christ. Even though we, your creation, try to push each other to do things our way, we recognize that all true and pure love for you, no matter what form it comes in, is acceptable to you. We thank you for loving us as we are. We thank you for accepting our praise as we feel called to give it. And we thank you for the diversity of your precious body here on earth. As we take this bread and drink of this cup, help us to accept one another as you accept us. Amen. Come and eat. The body of Christ broken for you. The blood of Christ, the cup of salvation. And now, in celebration of all that Christ has done for us, let us sing together, These I Lay Down, found in your email. Before I take the body of my Lord, before I share his life in bread and wine, I recognize a sorry thing
Join me in the Litany of Remembrance, which you can find printed in the About This Episode segment of the podcast. By partaking in this meal, we remember that Christ was born. Christ Christ died. Christ was raised. Christ Christ will will come come again. This is the mystery of our faith. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Sing with me now for the benediction. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you, O my soul rejoice, take joy, my King. In what you hear, may it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you, oh my soul rejoice, take joy my King, in what you hear, may it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you, oh, my soul rejoice, take joy, my King. In what you hear, may it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. I invite you now to go in peace. Thank you.
Oh, oh.